Hey, welcome to the Hollywood Palms podcast, where a special guest is given a palm reading and we discuss their past, their present, and their future. I'm your resident skeptic, Portland, and joining us today is a really good one. He is one half of the inimitable long-running podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, one-third of the graphic novel bubble. And while I am no math magician, I got to tell you, he is 100% swell. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris, welcome to Hollywood Palms. Hi, it's good good to be here in so beautiful here. in beautiful Hollywood, where here the stars go. come to and live. There are, and there are palms. Just about everybody's got at least one, which is real handy for us, I must say. Handy, fun. Oh. That's good. That's good. <laughs> A lot of pun potential with this title. See, see, smart. Smart. I actually didn't even hear myself say it, but it's good. I'm glad you fucked <laughs> up on it. So what are you doing these days other than your amazing Jordan Jesse Go podcast with the inimitable Jesse Thorne? Yes. What's new on that front? Uh, you know, absolutely nothing. Cool, it is a cool. long running podcast. <laughs> uh, we started uh, 15-ish years ago when the uh, you know podcast landscape was just you know, Mac tips and Harry Potter fan fiction. And we, uh, you know, decided to do our old college radio show. Jesse Thorne and I went to college together and we're college radio DJs. Wow. I know, um, I know some former college radio DJs. Yeah. They're, they're Other out there. Um, yeah. And we, uh, and you know, we both kind of moved to LA around the same time to pursue, from, where? Wait, from, uh, where? from uh, we went to college at UC Santa Cruz. Oh, oh, so you're a California guy. Yes, California oh, okay. guy. Uh, uh, grew up in Orange County. Went to college in Santa Cruz, and now live in beautiful Altadena. Oh, the Altadena is beautiful. It is beautiful, lovely, and they, and they make milk, which is real handy. Yeah, there's a famous dairy around here somewhere. That how uh, hard can it be to find it? I assume there are cows all yeah. over town. Uh, there are not. I haven't seen a single cow since I've moved here. But no, um, just trust, just trust me. I I know things. Maybe the raw milk is Listen. trucked in from elsewhere. I don't know how the dairy industry works. <laughs> I bet you any amount of dollars that Huel Hauser, rest his soul, has oh, yeah. been to Altadena Dairy, and we could find out all kinds of things. Yeah, that's that's definitely one to search for on the old on the old PBS app. Huel <laughs> Hauser archives. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, so we uh, so we did a, we did a college radio show up there just to dickheads goofing around i'm sure we were <laughs> insufferable and <laughs> all three people listening hated us uh because they we kept were... coming back for more waiting for you to become more sufferable <laughs> yeah exactly who's who's funnier than a 20 year old comedy nerd uh everyone I literally think. no one literally yeah um so uh were yeah like, so we... were you like overnight like you know the 2 a.m slot we were late. We were pretty. Oh, you know, I think we were early in the morning. I think we. I think we opened the station the first oh. couple of times. We like had a. We like had a key and we like unlocked Turned on the, the lights radio. and yeah. made the coffee. Mm-hmm. And look at you now. And look and, and here here I am in beautiful Altadena. You mentioned that talking with the to cows. You. Yay. Um. So yeah, we uh and yeah, so we moved to L.A. You know, fifteen-ish years ago to. Uh, pursue entertainment stuff and decided to just do our old college radio show on this burgeoning medium they were calling podcasting. Yay, I love that. Okay, yeah. so 
I am going, remember I told you earlier that, yeah. so this whole show is about, okay, okay, your past, your present, and your future, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to divulge something about your past right now. Please, I'll take it. Uh, well, see, now I want to make something up other than what I was just going to tell you, because like <laughs> what you say you'll take it kind of builds it up in a way is weird. Okay, so uh, <laughs> my phone, and I'm sure other people's phones as well, being the little portable computer devices that they are, mm-hmm. every day it gives me some sort of picture memory. And sometimes it's heartbreaking, like this is the cool yeah. thing you were doing three years ago. Yeah. And sometimes it's very mundane, like why do you take a picture of that know roach or whatever it was not roach you know what i'm saying so sure yeah um, those 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 memory reminder features on phones and social media yeah i could just you know (laughs) show you a sandwich you had once or a beloved dead pet or a relationship that ended tragically yeah or it could show you out of nowhere okay so i get this message from producer rob saying hey your next victim is uh, Jordan Morris. And I said, Jordan Morris? And he said, yeah, why? Do you know him? I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, wait, what? And I swear to, I swear to everything. I swear to Hauser. The <laughs> next day, my R. phone... <laughs> pour one out. Uh, for, pour out some milk from the Altadena Dairy for Hauser. My phone popped up with a memory that is literally a picture of you and me and Jesse backstage or in the green room at a podcast event no way oh that's so cool oh my gosh so already there's kind of uh connections going on cosmic connections (laughs) so here's what i want you to do yeah (laughs) at some point when quitla's like and this is your such and such or whatever line you know in his sing-songy voice i want you to be like that's the moment i met portland (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so wait so i want i actually want to know more do you know do you remember what this you event in, was when I it do, was of course i do but listen i had i've got show you the picture on my phone when we're oh, all sure. done with yeah, this I'd love to see. um it was in anaheim it mm-hmm. was uh called now hear this oh yeah sure podcast convention majiggy and yeah. there we were together in the green room Ugh, amazing. looking cute i must say and i, I remember saying i said <laughs> i remember saying to producer rob like oh he was nice like he's the nice one and he's like wait what <laughs> here wait i'll show you the picture now i'll show you look there we are oh that's so cool check it out that's it's great well, see this is fun it's just well, this is a, a reunion Ta-da! and you were like i've never met this person in my can we recapture days. that old green room magic let's do it we'll see. you were super nice i remember i oh, believe nice. okay we could talk about this later but i'm pretty sure you messaged me after the event and were really kind and it was just really lovely not that jesse thorne is probably also not a super nice person but you were the nicer I, fall, I follow up i follow up <laughs> you sure did you did it was great okay anyway but here's the point your palm has all your secrets i love talking to strangers and i want to know all of the things there are to know about you so i think we should invite quitla to join us we yes. won't tell him that we already met we'll see if he can divine that information with all of <laughs> wait <laughs> his, hasn't he been listening <laughs> my his, his hoodoo and his voodoo yeah no he doesn't know anything it's okay fine. don't don't it's fine all right, so he hasn't been paying attention. He's just playing Marvel Snap on his phone while we're talking. Oh my gosh, Marvel! Is that like Pokemon? Pokemon? A little bit. Snap? Was there a? Sna- oh, whatever. Anyway, let's. Uh, we'll take a wee break and then we will get going and learn all about you. Oh Great. wait, I want to know more about your graphic novel too. Oh geez, we have so much to talk about. Hang on, we'll be right back. Quitla, this here is Jordan Morris. Hello, Jordan. Hello. Hi. Nice to Great have you to at our you. table. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Uh, so 
Uh, we're going to look at your palm. And uh, what i like to know before we do anything like that, uh, we, before we delve into the supernatural arts. Uh, oh, are we, are we doing that today? Yeah, yeah, we are. Oh, okay. uh, have you ever done anything like this before? Tarot cards, palm readings, visited a psychic or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I had, I did, I did one palm reading. Uh, oh. This is around the time that I first moved to LA. Okay. Um, it's, it's kind of a prerequisite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's like so. in the welcome pack. I, these are definitely, I think these are definitely still a part of the LA landscape. But definitely, when I moved here in the you know mid two thousands, those little, you know, sh- street street corner yeah. neighborhood psychic reading open all night places <laughs> were thriving. Uh. Um, you still see them, but you know they're definitely getting replaced by you know the all the all day foot massage option by the all day foot oh, massage. Man. Yeah, the the people are into feet more than they are to palms. Apparently, apparently, they, apparently yeah. They do both. It's possible they read your foot It That's I mean that's but a thing. That's there's a thing. lots I'm, of I'm interesting markings on the foot. At least that's what, what Tarantino told I, first me. First of all, ask you for photos. <laughs> What made you decide Again, to... It's in the welcome pack when you moved to LA. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I was I was like on a first date and uh, we were like just could finish dinner or whatever and we're kind of strolling and this was like an attempt to be fun and spontaneous. Oh, yeah, this okay. is like, should we randomly go into this place and get a psychic reading? I don't know. I'm very spontaneous. Are you very spontaneous? So, yeah, that was a, you know, I, I admittedly don't have much experience or, you know, like uh, interest in the psychic arts. But this was same, uh, same. this was like a move to kind of like seem fun and spontaneous on a first date. Nice. And we we both went in and got our got our palms read together at the, at the same time uh, together both, yeah and how did it go did you end up marrying this person uh yeah we uh, we uh, were married five kids no i think <laughs> oh. we maybe went on one more date and then she uh, uh okay. and never called again oh okay well wherever she is whoever she is i hope she's yeah missing she's out great sure. um, but the palm reading itself at least for you like would would you describe it as like accurate or was it just a bunch of gen- generic garbage and you're like yeah I... this is yeah nah. I remember it being kind of like nice and pleasant. Oh. Okay. And, you know, I think the thing that the, the like, you know, kind of I'm going to blow your mind move that yeah. the psychic pulled out um, at the top of the reading was like, oh. I, I I can sense you're, you're someone creative, maybe kind of like a writer. And then I was like, well, yes, but also, you know, it's Los I'm a dumpy <laughs> white dude in a hoodie and vans <laughs> in L.A. That's a, you know, a pretty okay. safe guess. Yeah, so yeah, right. it, it did feel to me like, you know, this person was, you know, kind of a good, a good talker, a good listener. But the like insights were, you know, Malarkey? maybe. Malarkey. I just think things things that you could maybe guess and in general to the point where, you know, it's like, you know, you have a complicated relationship with your family. Well, yes, sure. You know, <laughs> uh, things like that that kind of sort of apply to everyone. It wasn't a bad experience, but I didn't leave, you know, feeling like um, – you know, my soul had been appeared in Chakras were opened or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I ask out of sheer curiosity, your past experience with this sort of thing, fortune telling, what have you, it's not going to affect the palm reading here. Uh, I, I, I really, I really just like the, to know, uh, as Portland has described a couple of times here, 
I mean, it's palm reading. It's it's kind of you know it's made up. It's not real. I joke about you know calling upon the dark arts or whatever. That's mm-hmm. not actually what's happening here. We're not. No, using... I appreciate so this transparency said. up top. Yeah, yeah no, is... and and that's like sort of kind of my goal here. Also, is just to when when we go through your palm reading, uh, I will go through why I'm saying the things I'm saying in excruciating mm. detail. <laughs> okay. Like I, right. I will walk you through my process Ooh, with me. Uh, because I Generally, want you to, yeah, for, me anyway. <laughs> for everyone involved too, yeah. Uh, because I want you to know what it is that I'm looking at and why I'm coming to the conclusions that I'm coming to. Uh, so yeah, it's and it's it's fun for me to show people the thing that I got interested in like 20 plus years ago. Uh, so that's 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 sort of the deal, and I just like to hear about you know other experiences. Very few people uh, go to like psychics and stuff. I think we've had one guest so far who's actually been to a psychic and mm-hmm. had that sort of a thing. I don't yeah. really like follow any of that sort of thing. Uh, I'm just nearly focused on my own. Okay, uh, so you're a total you're a total shay. I'm a con artist. Let's get to yes. it. Yes, yeah. I would I would say your your vibe is definitely not that of a palm reader. You, uh, oh, good. Your good. energy is more like friendly guy who works at the model train store. That's awesome. Thank you. Oh, Thank wait, you. what's my vibe? Wait, wait. That's a compliment. Me. I mean do that me, as a compliment. Do me, do me. What's mine? <laughs> well, actually, I would maybe say that your vibe is more palm reader. Nice. And also, what? <laughs> that sounds just, that sounds like the opposite of a compliment. No, it's not. I mean, I mean it. I mean it. Hey. If I if I were to guess who who is the palm reader and podcaster. Right. No, I will. I will take that as a compliment. And so we're, like we're sharing thing... expectations here. We're looking yeah. at our Amazing. preconceived notions. The only thing I heard <laughs> listen, is not listen, a scam. Another one of our guests, a really a lovely lady, she looked at us and went, "What are you guys?" <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's a real fair question. And we didn't have a, like a good answer either. Not at so, all. Yeah, no. Like, what do you mean? What are any of us? You know? That's a big, that's a big <laughs> right. question. First question I need before I start reading your poem is uh, we, I just need your pin number for your bit. No, I'm sorry. I'm just All right. We're, All right. We're not I a scam. I swear. We're not. Shame on. <laughs> we already know your mother's maiden name. Okay. So I, I have well. your uh, palm in front of us yeah. here. Uh, what I read. Uh, are quick. you, wait, are you actually right-handed? I am right-handed. Okay. 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 Did I send you the wrong palm? No, no. You, you, yeah, this is, we're looking at the right palm here. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is your palm, right? <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> as far as I know. Uh, okay, so quick overview of what we're going to be looking at. Uh, you have so much going on on your poem. I love it. Uh, yeah, next time maybe wash your hands. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa! <laughs> I didn't come here to have my hands insulted. Insulting <laughs> my hygiene. Jeez. Gee whiz. So I read the four, what I'll call the four major lines on your poem. Okay. Uh, just real quick. It's your lifeline. Your fate line, your headline, and your heart line. So, uh, I'll I'll go again over these. So, how do you know which of these is which? Generally, they're in the same locations on everyone's palm, and I like emphasize generally. Uh, your palm is a good example where a couple of the lines are way off where I would expect them to be. However, they have 
start and end points that are still generally the same. For example, we're going to start with your lifeline, but I'll use that as an example. I would normally expect a lifeline to look more like this on a per person's palm. That mm -hmm. is starting between the thumb and index finger and curving around the thumb pad towards the wrist. Your lifeline uh, is kind of pushing way off to the other side of your palm. I will talk about that, of course, but still the general shape and like the start and end points are still there. So I can almost always quickly locate those four major lines. The fate line, for example, is generally the only one that's going vertically up the center of your palm. Uh, and so, again, the, generally the start and end points are easy to find and I can determine what I'm looking at when I look at that. There have been palms where I have a lot of trouble trying to find which lines are which, uh, it often comes up, uh, okay, I won't say often, but it comes up, for example, if somebody is a twin and they have somebody else's palm also recorded on their palm, that sort of overlapping pattern will make it difficult for me to figure out, like, wait, which is the real one and which is the other person's palm and why why are they on your palm? And you know, it's it's fun in that sense. But. Do you hear this nonsense, Jordan? Do you hear this? <laughs> I'm yeah, saying I mean, it I, like it's fact. Yeah, I yeah. Will, I will. Yeah, I will say that in my experience, yeah. some of this stuff has a little bit of a word salad quality. Sure, sure. Like <laughs> listening to Matthew McConaughey try and be inspirational. Mm -hmm. It's kind and of sell cars. Huh? And sell cars. Oh, he can. Oh. Oh, the man can Listen. sell a Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> could I afford a Lincoln? He is who I would buy it from. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I do think – I mean I, I, I don't think this comes out of nowhere, but I think there is a point in these sorts of explanations for stuff like this where I hit maximum zone out. Okay. I will try to like ride that fine line <laughs> right. right before you just glaze over and turn off your camera and whatnot. Yeah. It's like so, when someone tries to explain Settlers of Catan to you. For the first oh, time. same no. thing. Same. No, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we're collecting wood. <laughs> and the cones of Dunshire. But yeah. Right. Yes. It's a very cones of Dunshire situation. All right. Yeah. So I will try to ride that fine line to not word salad you too hard. Mm -hmm. I uh, I would also and then... I'll poke you if you start to doze off. Uh, <laughs> Thank perfect. you. Perfect. Get the poking Here stick. You just have one of those air horns. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> kind of do, but Listen, you don't want us to have one of those. <laughs> like scaring birds away from the air. <laughs> I, I will. I will try. Uh, I wanted to let you know then up front that this is also a collaborative experience. I okay. will give you an interpretation, but. Truth be told, I, I have no idea if that interpretation is accurate to you. I do need feedback information from you in order to refine that experience. Mm -hmm. If you're on the side of like, oh, well, that's the scam part is I'm just asking you open-ended questions and then I will be like, no, correct. That's exactly what I meant. Sure. That is why I try to give my interpretation first because it's fun to see if I'm yeah, close or absolutely. not. Right, right, right. Okay. So that being said, let's get into it. Let's get into your palm. We're going to start with your fate <laughs> you line. Sound, you make it sound extra weird. Uh, Just do the, do it normal. I, 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 that's the only way I can. I, I that's how I am. Let's get into right. that palm. Let's get in there. Like that's oh how I am. You're gonna Honestly. snap into. I know you guys palm. are kind of like early. This is a newer podcast. That could be a catchphrase. You could put that on a t-shirt. 
Oh my gosh! Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it definitely in the style I read. I'm sure some scam artist out there is gonna be like, "Yep, you're gonna live to be like how old are you again?" And you know, like yeah, try to hedge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not how I'm doing it. So uh, the, I feel like we are about, and this is you know, just my interpretation of things. I feel like we're right about there on your lifeline, um, based on your age, and so. The very first thing I notice then is often people's uh, headlines and lifelines are usually connected at the very start of the lifeline. And there's often a like barbed wire or like chain link fence kind of pattern that that occurs here. Uh, You distinctly don't have that pattern here. What that's supposed to represent very loosely, very broadly, uh, that chain link barbed wire pattern is supposed to mean chaos. Mm. Not chaos as in like doom or like explosiveness or whatever. It's just that it's the very early part of your life and it's all about learning and making mistakes and whatnot. Like that's generally sure. for everybody. Uh, so that pattern shows up a lot on people's palms. For you, it's mostly a straight line that is mostly your headline. Again, I'll get into that in a little bit. Your lifeline is loosely connected to that and starts out more consistently, uh, almost detached from your headline. Okay, so that what that sort of series of shapes and symbols would mean is that there was a lot of being in your head or um, your quality of life was sort of secondary, apparently, in your early life. Uh, like your your happiness... Your quality, not to say that you had a bad quality of life, but it was a secondary priority to something else and something head-related. Growing up for you apparently was very, really involved like numbers or information or uh, a lot of like get it right or a lot of... um, um, Well, he was involved uh, with the Enigma uh, code-breaking I'm pretty sure. That can't so, be true. A lot of, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's true. I was a child That's code true. breaker. They wow, pulled wow. me out of uh, they pulled me out of junior high math and uh, <laughs> like this is the one the NSA trade missile yeah. system. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I mean, I guess right. your yeah your prediction has some weight to it. If there was somebody in your early childhood that was uh, overbearing uh, in some kind of mental capacity, like there were a lot of expectations for you to perform or excel or something Mm -hmm. like that, that there was a lot of pressure for you so much. So that expectation for you as a child apparently meant that like your comfort and your ability to just settle and be in your own skin as a child and be a child was secondary. Because he was actually a child star in vaudeville and was responsible for, you know, supporting the whole family. They lived in a boxcar. Like, it was a whole thing. Well, now yeah, I'm confused. That's, Is that's, that before or yeah, after the whole code thing was The whole thing was very Coen Brothers. Um, <laughs> yes, So you're it was right. beautifully lit, but it didn't make all the sense in the world. <laughs> yeah, the plot's kind of secondary. Okay. You're just kind of there for the vibe. You're there for the jokes. Great performances. 
Uh, yes, right. You can describe uh, our podcast. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'll yes. say additionally, so, additionally. Yeah, I mean, I had a very rich childhood. Oh. It started out in vaudeville and it moved into code break. <laughs> oh, I see what's happening here. <laughs> additionally to my interpretation, there's a line, a deeply cut line that comes from your thumb under underneath the uh, sort of lifeline headline combo there. Uh, and it's the only one that sort of points at that moment that I'm saying where your lifeline should normally be connected and intertwined with your headline. Uh, it points to that moment. So that's where I'm coming up with the idea that there was perhaps a person or an entity or some kind of upbringing or something that was responsible for you putting your own childhood as a secondary aspect or whatever. And there was some other need to excel or perform or live up to some kind of a standard. Why I say that is the thumb and the thumb pad area loosely represents family. Um, It also represents responsibility or expectations or burdens that you decide to shoulder And all of those things generally affect your quality of life, your happiness in life. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of the trifecta I'm seeing here on the very start of your lifeline. Uh, Your lifeline is not really connected to your headline, especially early on. uh, And that there's a particular line that's pointing right at that moment where your lifeline finally does start to come in and then be marked on your palm. So either... It's a person that was responsible for freeing you from whatever that expectation to perform or to exceed or to excel or whatever. It was someone that freed you from it, or it was a person, a singular person or singular entity or a group that was responsible for making you realize that you're on a singular sensation this is from when he was in the original uh, company of a chorus line on broadway Uh uh and he (laughs) he was very talented dancer but they saw uh, me on vaudeville uh right Um, right yes so yeah and said listen kid you're no code breaker (laughs) we've got the thing just for you we're gonna be a hit in peoria yeah yeah Make them laugh. Uh, yes, no. This is all. This is all correct. Wow, I can't believe you have. It's so specific. Uh, you've, you've, you've perfectly described my very colorful childhood, which I have kept secret up to this point. I know. I know things. Um, so then, yeah. yeah how so, does uh, this so, strike you so far, though? So, are you ready for my thoughts? Yes, please. please. They're okay, probably so, possibly more insightful than mine. We'll see. It, <laughs> no, I I love yours. <laughs> very colorful. Uh, <laughs> I would love to retcon that to my actual past, please. <laughs> um, I will now start uh, telling that story at parties. Uh, Codebreaker turned Broadway star. Yeah, and nobody asks either. You're just going to volunteer <laughs> it, right? By the way. I... Yeah, did you know that uh, I had a very colorful childhood where I was a Codebreaker and then a Broadway star? That sounds like that could be Channing Tatum's backstory. Oh, like nice. if he said that, you'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah, I believe um, I mean, so, yeah. I, when I look at you, I do think, you know what? A little Channing Tatum there. Right, yes. I have a I have a Tatum-esque vibe, many yeah. say. Many people say I've, that. I've heard it. Yeah. Um so yeah, I and I you know, and I'll say I've talked about some of these issues in therapy. Um so, you know, I've kind of been through some stuff like this um, you know, on my own emotional journey. Um I mean, I really had nice supportive 
parents oh, okay. um, who were really nice about me wanting to do artistic, creative things. Um, I know when you are on when you're an entertainment person on a podcast, you have to talk about how hard and suffocating your childhood was. I'm not doing this right. Uh. I know <laughs> um, we were weirdos. No one understood us. <laughs> No, I was actually pretty lucky. I got to be kind of a goofball and kind of a weirdo and never, you know, not never, but like didn't feel super persecuted. I felt pretty supported. Um, Are you the youngest? uh, I'm the oldest. Oh, interesting. Of how many? Uh, Of two. So I have a younger sister, uh, and she is uh, and she is like a lawyer for the county. So she's we're the archetypal creative. If one you had said she one. was in fact a lineman for the county, I would have had a whole other story for her as well. <laughs> that's you a, carry on. Is that that's a country song, right? It that is. is Glenn Campbell. Do not speak ill of the Glenn Campbell or Huel Hauser. We have no, rules on this podcast. I would never. I would never. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm pretty lucky. And, you know, and I know Orange County, California, where I grew up, has a reputation now of being kind of a suffocatingly conservative. I was kind of lucky that I got to be kind of a uh, colorful, goofy kid um, and and never felt too, too judged. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say that maybe the part of that that resonates is uh, I, I am a... I'm 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 a worrier, particularly about money. I'm you know, I think my family had some hard financial times growing up. And I think that um, kind of made it um, hard for me to just relax and assume that the like money part of my life will be taken care of. Um, And yeah, and I think sometimes maybe I because this entertainment industry that we are in is uh, uh, unpredictable and all over the place, I think that sometimes I forget to um, relax and enjoy the fact that, you know, I can uh, 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 thankfully and blessedly make a living off creativity, but I think that the up and down nature of it really worries me sometimes, and sometimes I think that affects my um ability to just kind of like enjoy the moment. chill and relax and know that you know if i have a slow month if i have a slow couple of months it will pick up later um so yeah so i think that that's that's the part of that that resonates to me is i think that sometimes my quality of life is uh brought down because uh, I tend to worry about money stuff. Okay. I'm going to chalk that up as a win for me. Because I mentioned, like, <laughs> it's numbers. real. It's I mean, all yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. And we're done. <laughs> Crystals, numbers, and so, all real. Okay. All right. All right. You, uh, said, you said numbers, and he was like, you know what, money. And then yeah, and, and, okay. and then I tuned out. Weirdly. No, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I did. Uh, <laughs> everything, oh. <laughs> everything Gwyneth Paltrow sells on Goop is real. It's, it's all, all real. real. Uh, okay, so there was not a particular moment or person who mm, perhaps set you on, I, I, this is a difficult one, maybe gave you the confidence or set you on a way to be able to enjoy yourself more. This would have been between 17 and 19 years old for you. 
Uh, I'm so still just trying to identify Vaudeville what, and Broadway. Between, this may have been in the Codebreaker years. Right, right. Sure, I'm trying to identify what that line is that comes from underneath your thumb, because I can looking ahead on your palm, I can see this is sort of going to come back uh, probably a couple of times, in that that line is connected to some other major lines that are sort of displacing other lines on your palm. So I'm I trying to understand. I say, too, that um, yeah. I'm a cat owner, so the lines you were seeing could all very well <laughs> be cat hair. <laughs> so cat hair, okay. Right. Maybe if something I, seems a little bit off. See, when I question your hygiene, I'm being mean. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just covered in cat hair at all times. It doesn't mean I'm gross. It's a protective layer. It's it fine. Is, exactly. They're very clean animals. Very clean animals. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Allegedly, I mean. Mm, we say that a lot. We so, that yeah, lot. No there boy. wasn't a particular person or an event or. from. Okay, so if you're saying from age 17 to 19. Yeah, it looks like I'm... in your palm it was. And that's the moment where your lifeline manifests itself on your palm and becomes a concrete line. Like mm-hmm. you were allowed or you gave yourself permission because of some like. Some events where you're like, oh, I can, I can just do this. Uh, there oh, was some for goodness kind of gracious moment. sake, when did you meet Jesse? Oh, so yeah, I mean, I guess we, I guess he was my RA um, in college when I moved there at 18. So yeah, is that if we? Come on, so, that's uh, another so... one in the wind column. <laughs> so what? So you, what are you saying that uh, that? But, so if he is this, my co-host life. is this fan, uh, this phantom person. What are you saying they did for my lifeline? They allowed apparently allowed you to realize that you could make something of something that you were apparently you were dismissing before. You were allowing yourself to enjoy life more because you were allowed to to do something. Something some door opened for you mentally or in okay. like reality an opportunity opened up and you were then allowed to see that oh that that thing can make me happy and i could keep doing that thing uh it affected your quality of life where before it seems okay. like you were more in your head according to your palm right. where this sort of externalized all of that and it was because of some connection with a person or like an event that happened or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say when I went to college, um, you know, I think I started to kind of get the idea that uh, I could be creative for a living. And I think that part of that was, you know, getting involved at that college radio station and, um, <laughs> the most boring part of every entertainment person's backstory. That's when I started doing improv nice. um, and stuff like that. So yes, yeah, I mean, and I, I, let's move on to the next slide. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to hear about my early days of improv? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Um, so, Oh, the connection's getting a little weird. I think we have to yeah, stop the podcast. I'm going through a tunnel. There's nothing else. Yeah. We're all going through a tunnel. Um, so yeah, I mean, okay. I, I think there's something to that. There's something to like when I got to college, I, I, you know, started to kind of explore creativity more and think about how I might make it part of my life moving forward. So, okay. so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and count that a, count that a, count that a win. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. So then from that point forward, what's super unusual then about your lifeline uh, that I mentioned at the 
top of the uh, podcast is that your line extends way further out, almost to the other side of your palm, where I would expect to look more like that, cutting in closer to your thumb pad. Uh, what that represents. So again, your lifeline is your quality of life. How happy you, how much energy you spend on making yourself happy. A line that gets pushed, displaced way off to the other side of your palm like that would then strongly imply that you are taking on responsibilities or shouldering burdens uh, that you are giving priority over your own happiness. And this is, I don't want to say it's getting worse and worse because I don't actually mm -hmm. know that this is a negative part of your your palm yet, but you are in fact giving up more and more of your own personal energy, your effort, if you will, right. towards responsibilities and other things and at the expense of your own personal happiness and satisfaction. Uh, so uh, your lifeline displaces way off to the side of your palm mm -hmm. in its place is this other faint fainter lifeline that is more closely it more closely matches what i would expect to see in a lifeline uh but i know that this isn't your real one because of where it starts uh and, and that you have a deeper cut line that is in fact your lifeline so that's actually his secret life it's not a secret life. It is. You got, you got, you got me. I am, yeah, I am a so crime good. fighter by night. All right. Well, that's, that's. Oh, I was going to go with like a second family, but I like your oh. interpretation. <laughs> I'm a crime fighter with a second family. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a triple it's life. Both? Now that I think about oh, it. Oh my goodness. All right. It gets pretty complicated. Uh, I like um, it when we're both right though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my Google calendar is crazy. Oh, oh man. Wow. wow. All right. What, what, this fainter um like fake lifeline what that generally represents then is some kind of a buffer or coping mechanism for all of the responsibilities and burdens that you are choosing to shoulder uh to mm -hmm. take on those burdens those responsibilities are generally reflected as these horizontal lines that are coming out from your thumb pad again your thumb mm -hmm. pad represents family but really more more accurately i would describe it as responsibilities uh, especially ones being pushed upon you these are external responsibilities uh so there's a, a huge deeply cut line uh there uh and this is probably closer to uh, a little closer to where we are right now it's connected to that other line that sort of set you off on this sort of life path of yours. Uh, that deeply cut line has half a dozen lines coming all off of it, all attracted to your lifeline. Many of them are crossing your lifeline, meaning like that, that symbol would confirm that you are in fact sacrificing your own happiness because of these responsibilities that you are taking upon yourself. Sure. Uh, and so we can see the pattern that this uh, buffer, this coping mechanism, whatever, uh, is more assertive on your palm, where your actual lifeline gets displaced further and further, the further down that lifeline we go. And then there are more responsibilities that even cross through the buffer. The buffer is supposed to protect you from what a buffer does yeah yes or this coping mechanism whatever and it grows to be more and more uh not functional not a productive buffer for you mm. so that means that you are 
expending energy trying to maintain a barrier, trying to maintain separation from your responsibilities and your own personal happiness, right. you spend energy maintaining that, and you are also sacrificing energy uh, from your own personal happiness to take care of responsibilities and all of those things. Uh, over dramatically, I'll say they start to break down. Again, I'm not quite certain how negatively this impacts you. Okay. However, this is the point where I'm going to ask you, like, how does that sound to you? Do you feel uh, like you're taking on more sure. and more and more? I can, I can answer this one for you, Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> no, please. Let's hear yours, and I'll tell you if you're right. Okay. You tell me if I'm right. <laughs> um, so I um, – yeah. I mean, this is what, – what that brought to mind was I think I am in a, an area of my life now – where I am doing a lot of like comparing myself to my peers. Um, you know, I am uh, 40, dirty 40, I what I'm calling it. Dirty 40? Um, is this the cat hair thing again? Yeah, exactly. No, no, yeah. Wow. It's, not, it's not a sexual thing. No, okay. it's just, uh, just cat hair. Yeah. Covered in a layer of cat hair. <laughs> And spit. Um, <laughs> Why? Wait, what? Is it cat spit? Wait a second. Cat. I think we just hit on a whole other problem here. Because she groomed. She's a groomer. So oh, 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 okay. You know, okay. Um, real sweetie. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I think I am in a position where I, you know, my peers and I are all in kind of wildly different places, especially financially. And I think um, – you know, I am, I am, I am doing fine. The rent gets paid. This cat gets food. Um, but you know, I definitely have, you know, people I started working with who are like, you know, buying houses and, you know, uh, uh, driving electric cars and, you know, going to Rome twice a year, <laughs> wow. according to Instagram. Wow. Right. And, you know, and I think like, um, you know, it's really it's it's just kind of an interesting time in that we're all kind of like, you know, when you're in your twenties, there's definitely like the trust fund kids who have their own thing going on. Yeah. But basically everybody's kind of in the same spot. You're all making about the same amount of money, your lifestyles are similar. And, you know, just as you get older, they diverge and they diverge. And yeah, no, I think I Definitely, uh, thanks to social media, uh, do a lot of like comparing myself to my peers. Oh, and comparison kind of, is the enemy of excellence. You've isn't it? Know. Oh, it is. It so is. And also, I will say that I think you're correct. <laughs> I think you're right yeah. in this interpretation of your own life. Uh, Thank you. I was going, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I heard when Tweetlow was talking about Nailed this it. buffer. Yeah, good job. This A plus. This buffer about well, A minus and the you know responsibilities and that that was very obviously to me pointing back to what you were saying about the financial concerns about being creative and loving what you do right. and being productive, but also worrying about, for instance, buying cat spit. Sure. Yeah. I don't have to buy the spit. I have to. Buy her food and water so that she can produce the spit. But it's the same thing. Yeah, right. It's, uh, right. Uh, listen, sex work is work, and that cat, that cat spits on you, and you pay her in kind. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I would like to refute the <laughs> implication that it's sexual in some way. And I don't understand why. The love of I don't a know, why? And its owner. Why? But why? I don't know. Maybe maybe we're getting into my hangups here. Uh, well, there it is. Yeah, there's we're opening li- that. There's so many yeah. lines on your Oh, my call. gosh. Um, oh. So many lines to trace. Um, so, yeah, maybe, I think when you said that, I think sometimes yeah. I 
you know, I, I take those comparisons and I run with them. I let, you know, the FOMO get the better of me. And, yeah, I think sometimes it's it's hard to just kind of enjoy what I have because I'm, I'm too busy comparing myself to um, – Back to it being somehow uh, a head thing. Code breaker. Uh, <laughs> that the advice here would be, of course, and you've already recognized it, uh, that you are clearly sacrificing your own happiness mm-hmm. in order to, like, do that comparison because you need to, whatever, see where you are in life and, like, are you successful or not? Like, you're, you're doing some kind of math there. And, again, we're back right. to, like, being a numbers game those Instagram friends who are constantly in Rome. Excellent. Ah. Oh, well, okay. Not, I mean, excellent. I mean, wait, 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 stop. Okay. Pause, pause for just one second. I need to let you know that you're swell. Hey, thanks. You're awesome and you're getting better every day. I uh, cut it out. I assume. Listen. This is great. Listen. I love you're, this. You're, shut up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to praise you. Okay. The thing that you want in life more than yes. anything else is a total stranger to tell you, I think you're swell. So hush okay, with the FOMO nonsense. Portland, okay. we talked about this. You can't tell guests to shut up on the podcast. Yes, I can. <laughs> we talked about this, all right? But, and... You know, she told me to shut up and then told me something nice. So there's a push-pull. There's a carrot okay. stick situation. Listen, <laughs> sex work is work. Sex work is work. <laughs> uh, shut oh. up, you're swell. <laughs> That's another – look, new hoodie. Shut up, you're swell. <sighs> but it's just like I mean... a picture of you, your face. and yeah. It's just me going, Shh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like main I do. Perfect. I do think you should run with "Shut Up, Your Swells." <laughs> Jordan, as yes. your official palm reader, yes. Uh, the He's advice. Unlicensed. He's unlicensed. Not, okay. not <laughs> what? You're unlicensed? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just getting my palm read by some uh, rogue, a, a untrained newbie. Reading. I was kicked out of the guild for my radical oh my uh, maverick practices here. So yeah. I think he it was, was because of his sidekick in all reality. <laughs> Uh, as your official palm reader, you, you are you are looking in the wrong direction according to your palm. Uh, but you recognize that, so that's the whole point of palm reading is that introspection. You're aware of it. The danger here then is that despite being aware of it, uh, you are not apparently changing behavior or not changing your frame of reference right. in order to focus on your happiness versus uh, whatever mile marker you're passing or that you think you should be passing. Uh, and so that that's the advice, is that the danger here, according to your palm, is you are setting yourself up to amplify that further and further. You're in a dune spiral, and by, you know, next Tuesday, there's going to be a problem or whatever. Oh, my no, gosh. No, we're talking about longer spans of time. Tuesday is my favorite joke to say to people. Um, <laughs> but we got to remember the affirmations, okay? You're swell. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You're swell. Uh, okay, so, and we see that pattern even further down your lifeline, and like I said, decades later. So why I'm having trouble saying, like, oh, this might be bad, uh, so I'm saying that you're expending energy on not your happiness, on other external things, to try to, like, Instagram, right? Uh, I don't like that your real lifeline is being displaced by this new frame of thought that you are entertaining more and more. Mm-hmm. However, um, your lifeline is still deeply cut. It's it's still arcing around the direction that it's supposed to be going. Uh, it's not 
The only thing that I see that is actually a, a real indicator, as real as palm reading is, is that I would expect your lifeline to continue much closer to your wrist, and it stops short here, still on your palm. What that indicates, that sort of shortened lifeline, again, not an indicator of how long you live, the sort of stunted nature of that line would imply that you are in real ways now um, not allowing yourself to be happy about successes or about waypoints that you're hitting or whatnot. The the shortness means that you're you're not giving yourself permission. So that would be the one thing I could point to on your palm that I would say is more definitive than the rest of what I've been interpreting. That short lifeline that doesn't even connect to your head is you not giving yourself permission to be happy or be satisfied with the things that you have accomplished despite the rest of your lifeline saying you have accomplished many things. <laughs> you, you have a lot of responsibilities and you are seeing them through. You are, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're successful at it, but for some reason, and whatever that reason is, apparently, and I know this is kind of like generic, I guess, but it, it stems again for some part of your upbringing that was you being in your head trying to compensate something mm -hmm. but but again it was it was has to do with your head or how you thought you were being perceived or something like that this is a lot this is a lot to to take in i think we should give jordan just a sec okay. driest driest tears <laughs> i have been weeping openly this whole go, time I go hope do they've... your your affirmations for a second we're gonna take a real short break we're gonna come back okay. and we're gonna discuss some more things i need a second Okay, so we took a little second. Jordan, you feeling better? Y'all good? I've I've dried my tears. I've blown my nose. Aw, same. You've okay, reapplied good. the cat hair. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, the All cat right. hair had washed off. Okay, so Jordan Morris, what we know so far is that you're swell, and Quitla has had, I think, three wins so far on your palm, uh, which definitely means he's in the lead. I don't, I don't know if anybody told you that this was a competition. competition. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, it is. No, it is. I wasn't told. I love the idea. <laughs> so I should have been. <laughs> I should have been yes anding less. Uh, telling him he was wrong more. And refuting everything. Well, here's your, yeah, here's your so. chance. Okay, so Quitla, where are we okay. on Jordan's palm here? Uh, so I think we're done with the lifeline. Uh, we've said what we needed to say. We're going to move it. on. Your life is over. We're going to move on to your fate line. The fate line, again, starts at your palm and runs vertically up the center of your palm. The fate that I'm talking about is not predestiny. It is not, like, ordained. It is, in fact, changeable, depending on your decisions in life. The fate line is more about the path that you choose to follow. Usually that's related to, like, people's occupations, what they want to do with themselves. Uh, but I would say more broadly, it's about, like, where where are you expending energy in a goal-related, re goal-oriented manner. It's the path that you're following in life. If I, so if you would imagine that path just being a literal path in front of you, if you stray from that path, uh, or if the path, uh, if you lose sight of it, let's say, those would be kinds of analogies or metaphors that I would be using to describe that you perhaps have a goal, but you've lost sight of that goal, or you're not, 
spending energy, making progress towards the goal that you've set for yourself, that sort of thing. I just want to be clear about what we're talking about. Fate, fate sounds, you know, more glamorous. And uh, so that's why I stick to using that. Uh, so your fate line, similarly to your lifeline, there's like a displacement going on from where I would expect. So I see your fate line starts here near your wrist and then bumps way off to the other side of your palm and then sort of course corrects and keeps going. Uh, so that bump is the, the interpretation there is the same as your lifeline. That represents that instead of following a path, an A to B to C kind of a goal progression for you, you're meandering for some reason. Uh, your energy is being spent elsewhere, and so you're losing focus of that path. Ideally, I would want to see that fate line be straight on your palm, mm. as straight as possible. Um, I'll see what I can do. Good. Get on that. Uh, we'll wait. Now, so uh, so that, and I think we've already explained what that bump is, because it's clearly connected to these other responsibility lines that are coming from your thumb pad, that the same lines that are pushing your lifeline and displacing that off, I feel like it's the same thing that you, you are, you are sometimes losing sight of the goal or the path that you want to follow mm -hmm. because you are sacrificing that focus and energy for external responsibilities. Uh, so now we're seeing kind of two points on your palm here that are pointing to the same uh, issues uh, and that issue, again, is just you not focusing enough on yourself. This is not like you're crashing and burning all over the place in your life. Not what I'm saying. You are still accomplishing things. You're hitting those goals. But it seems like, according to your fate line, you're meandering a little more because you're not focusing on yourself. I know that's kind of a selfish thing to say, but it's your palm. And your palm only cares about your success sure. and your happiness. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So that, that's that's why the messages are kind of like that. I see a couple of fabulous things in your fate line. Uh, the course correction uh, after that sort of bulge out uh, is fantastic. That implies that at least while I'm reading your palm in the here and now, you're aware of the course corrections you need to make in life. And apparently you are making headway in reorienting yourself to get back on the path that you wanted to get back on. Oh, uh, good so that's me. good. Yes. I told you you were swell. <laughs> and this proves it. <laughs> what that's, I also... what, that's a win in my column. Yay. <laughs> Are we tied? Where, where's the score at? <laughs> Producer <laughs> Rob, what's the score at this point? Oh, so, no. Producer Rob is like done with us. No, no. He's, yeah. <laughs> playing Marvel Snap. Just, Everybody's yeah. just playing Marvel Snap when they're not talking. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, another thing I like on your fate line uh, which is rare for a lot of people, uh, is that your fate line crosses your head and your heart line. Uh, a lot of times the fate line will stop short or it'll only cross one, but not both. What that symbol means when it crosses both your head and your heart line is the fate that you are following, that you're trying to achieve for yourself, will satisfy your intellect, your creative passion, and just like your general passion for it. Uh, it's a fabulous sign to see. It means that your your head and your heart are in it with with the path that you follow. They're on board to when you achieve or start to get closer to achieving the thing that you want. 
your intellect, your creativity, your passion will also be satisfied by this mm-hmm. path that you've chosen for yourself. I would say, especially knowing that you are uh, you are a creative person, that's fabulous. You are not going to be, according to your palm, you're not going to be a hack or you're not going to be just doing things for the sake of art and not being able to support yourself and your cat. Okay. You will be able to, you will get the whole package. The perfect balance, the perfect balance of creative fulfillment and financial stability yes. is on the horizon. It, it is. It is. Uh, uh, yeah, you are on your way back what he there. Said? What a dream come true. Yes. <laughs> yes. And maybe I connected some dots myself. <laughs> no, I agree with that, with your assessment. I think that's exactly <laughs> right. what it is. Even more so, uh, even more rare, I guess, for your fate line is that your fate line continues – on and practically off the top of your palm. It's off the charts. Off the charts. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, that that would be a great way to express what I'm seeing. This symbol here. Usually, that fate line maybe will stop will stop a little bit after the heart line, being that top horizontal line there. Yours goes way off and is off the charts. According to your palm, I can't. I, it would be irresponsible of me to say like wild success and all your dreams come true or whatever. That's not what this is. You have goals and aspirations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are according to your palm, absolutely attainable, uh, achievable. And you, you will get them. And you doable? will get to a place they're all sure. the and they're not doable. <laughs> Listen, but they I'm are a man. Achievable. I have very modest goals. <laughs> I, that's, that's, I think my point is, I don't know if they are modest or if you secretly want to, you know, you know, be president of the world or something. I don't know. I don't know what no, your goals are. You're that kind of hassle. <laughs> it won't you're... let you have a cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no cats in the White House. Already fills that cats. niche. Uh, your, your palm suggests that your goals are reasonable for you and that you will probably achain, uh, achieve them. You will achieve reasonable goals. goals. I mean, that's at least not what we all I would say reasonable strive for. for reasonable goals. <laughs> take a, I'll take a nice road trip to Bakersfield. I'll enjoy a nice meal at Buffalo Wild Wings. Reasonable wait, goals. Wait, there's a long John Silver's in Bakersfield. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> There you go. We literally discussed this yesterday. Yes, there not is. a lot of long, long John Silvers are. It's hard to find these days. Yeah, Bakersfield. I'm Bakersfield you. is the next closest one. There used to be one in what Silmar, and that one closed down. Are you guys Long John Silvers fans? Is that why? No, um, that's not even no. it. I was when I was a kid. That was a real treat. Well, listen, when I was little, yes, we lived yeah. in in San Antonio, and there was a Long John Silvers, and I just oh, remember nice. it being highly piratey decorated inside oh, yeah. it was delightful but perhaps i digress <laughs> <laughs> i would like to talk more about uh long john silver's hush puppies if we can take that moment those to are great them. i love the little i love hush puppies yeah. i love the little um kind of flakes of batter they give you oh, the little, the, the crispy you. little yes yeah, yeah. The little crispies yeah those are great good tartar sauce Man, all yeah. that food was disgusting. Maybe I want to be on the record and saying it was awful, and I <laughs> no, loved it. I you. loved it. I loved it. I, Maybe yeah. we do need a road trip to Bakersfield. Maybe this is a reasonable goal. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. See, when when that's when that's your dream. All right, I'm gonna get my shoes. Pick obtain. me up. Pick me up. All right, we're doing it. <laughs> all right, let's do let's it. Go. Bakersfield or busts. <laughs> so your fate line, Jordan. I think uh, it starts out uh, troublesome for me in that this mm. was a second point on your palm saying that you are sacrificing far too much of your own happiness sure. for g- goals now. 
but like I said, your fate line course course, uh, course corrects and it's even better after that. That's all fabulous news for you, especially now knowing that you are somebody who might be worried about like what the future holds for you mm-hmm. in your creative pursuits. Uh, I would tell you as your official palm reader that put those worries aside. You, as long as you focus on mm-hmm. the things that you want that will make you happy and satisfy you creatively, as long as you keep those in your sights, things will work out like gangbusters for you. It'll be great. Because you're swell. So because stick I'm your swell. worries in a sock. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think what, you know, when you, when you say all that, I definitely think about, uh, yeah, that, that thing that, uh, creative people think about a lot, which is, um, am I doing this because I'm passionate about it or am I doing this because I think it'll make money? And, you know, obviously like chasing trends in the entertainment industry is, uh, foolish i think we all could probably agree that's true so yeah that's something that i struggle with for sure is the like when i'm picking a project when i'm you know thinking about what i want to do next sometimes i struggle because i am not sure whether i should pursue the thing that i'm passionate about or the thing that i think will make money and Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, ideally it's both. Ideally right. the passionate right. thing is, uh, is profitable in some way, but, um, but yeah, but I think that like, you know, um, cold take, uh, pursuing the thing you're passionate about is usually the way to go, <laughs> usually makes you happier. So, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously that's a, uh, a thing we all hear a lot. But I, I think it's helpful and, and also something that's easy to forget. So I think Extra hearing – Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. hope that you wouldn't, that you would you would trust in yourself to just follow. Follow your passions and the other thing will come because the, the talent is there for you. Like you can back up what, what you want to do. You can actually back it up with actual successes, in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in your belt. And you have the talent to make make that shit happen for you. I mean, just like that time that you were like feeling kind of low in your personal life, but you just felt like you really needed to cut down part of the cornfield and like build that baseball diamond. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, and, that was like. And James Earl Jones showed up, which was uh, amazing. So I feel yeah, like great to you meet just him. Gotta remember, you just got to remember that kind of success because when you built it, I mean, what happened? They. They all come. They come. They all come. Come right over. I built it. They come. Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> Everybody. She was Joe Jackson. The he's whole had time. a heck of a life. Let me tell you. Sure. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, not Shoeless Joe. What's yeah. this you both, both of you. Yeah, I've most things that happen to Kevin Costner in movies have also happened to me. Tatanka. <laughs> yes right yep i um was accepted into uh to a native tribe uh-huh. i, uh, I loved uh, it when that drank my drank my pee on a world that was covered in water i didn't see that one but actually a water world i did a... see the uh the water world stunt show at universal studios so i feel like that's well, the same thing I, that's yeah. all you need to yeah. see some yeah. say the stunt show is better than the movie. I that's, that's what I say, not ever having seen the movie. But I was moving I was, on, Portland. Oh, <laughs> Back to this. We can talk about this more when we drive to Bakersfield. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's you, gonna be a long. It's gonna be a pretty long drive. We'll have all the topics. time. Absolutely. 
before I move on to your headline, uh, there's a couple of other sort of errant lines on your palms, and I want to mm, see if we can't okay. source the uh, what's going on with them. One of them is this line here that starts opposite your thumb pad on the other side of your palm. Uh, so the thumb pad represents family or responsibility, expectations, uh, mm-hmm. this other side of your palm, that other heel pad, uh, is like the forbidden zone of your <gasps> palm where yeah, like this it's taking a little sci-fi turn. motivations of yours. That... Not the phantoms. I've been told repeatedly is not the phantom zone. Right. Well, that's I where... won't bother making <laughs> that Superman's joke. General Zod. That's right. <laughs> right. That will get sued if we That'd start be cool though. That, that... I don't know. Quitla told me to stop making that joke. Yeah, well, our lawyers told us to stop making that joke. Thank you. The Forbidden Zone are motivations of yours that you think other people would not respect. Hmm. Uh, My favorite example is, let's say you've always wanted to be a clown. And uh, you think that, like, I don't know, your family, like your friends. Instead of being like, no, you were just like, mm-hmm, tell me more. <laughs> See, he sure, gets all... it. He gets it. See, all at night when I'm, we're I'm lying awake it. staring yeah. at the ceiling, yeah. think about Being how much better. Yeah. Putting on it's like clown like, makeup in the dark, just like facing the wall. Uh... And I'm Sex work is work. <laughs> Sex work is work. <laughs> Stop. So Stop as shaming. an example, I, I don't <laughs> mean to. I'm sorry. I, I take that back. Uh, I just want to know why, if it was a water world, why was he drinking his own urine? Because uh, it was salt water. So they, they, I have questions. Yeah. So the, the oceans right. in water world, yeah. uh, you know, global warming happened. Uh, oceans took over the world. Should we, uh, so yeah, should we no just start watching it right now? Is it on Netflix? I'll check. <laughs> All right. I do know the story then. Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> oh, Tales, oh, thank Tales you. Tales old as time. Uh, so if you wanted to be a clown and you think that your family or your friends or whoever, whomever, mm. would not respect you for pursuing that kind of uh, occupation or whatever, that would be the kind of motivation that would show up from the Forbidden Zone. So you have a very distinct line that connects to your fate line. Uh, and that line comes from straight out of the Forbidden Zone. So your palm suggests that you have some kind of name, very name, strong name passion. Name your memoir, by the way, straight uh, out of the Forbidden Zone. Or a motivation or something. Another good, another good hoodie. <laughs> We're, writing We're writing them down. We're writing them down. Do you then have some kind of a motivation that you think is frivolous or stupid because you think other people would be be like, that's the dumbest thing in the world? Do you want to start your own jazz band with only cats playing instruments? Is there some kind of passion of yours that you kind of keep a little hidden? But that you want to divulge to us right now. Right now. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, spill the beans. Funny please. that you mentioned sex work being work. <laughs> because... And clown you. makeup. Yeah, yeah. No, and cat uh, spit. You know, I will go. I, boy, I'll, I've been, I've been trying to yes and all this. Uh, you know, I live a very stupid and frivolous life. Okay. And I am lucky. <laughs> I'm lucky to be able to live such a life. Okay. I'm fortunate, um, you know, with as much as I worry I wouldn't trade anything for the world. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I think I am that's in kind of. That's not true. Hold up, that's not correct. Okay. I don't wow. believe that. 
Okay, so you. how have I? What, what have I? What have I done? This? What have I said wrong? <laughs> that you wouldn't believe that you wouldn't trade anything for the world. I don't think that's correct. I think that you would happily trade okay. some aspect of your independent comedy haha situation mm-hmm. to be well paid for your talents as a writer. I yeah. feel like the security and the stability are things that you would absolutely trade. Not your cat, necessarily. However, I I need to interrupt because I don't want us to go down the wrong path here. The motivation I'm talking about would be, I'm just coming up with this as an example. Let's say, Jordan, you actually would love to just write romance novels. Like, that would be, if you could do that, like, that would, you'd be thrilled. You'd be over over the moon, but you know, or you think people wouldn't respect that, or you think... I'd never be able to make a living off of doing that thing. Nevertheless, you have that passion. Right. It would be something like that. That It's not that it's uh, stupid, per se. It's just mm-hmm. that you have convinced yourself, right or wrong, you have convinced yourself that that side project, perhaps, or something is not worth your energy um, because you th- you've convinced yourself of some reason. So they're, they're, so that's, I think, more in line of what this motivation would be. Uh, I wasn't finished with my big emotional. Oh, problem, my goodness. All right. Way. All right. But, but carry on, Jordan. Let me mute like, my mic. Hold on. No, I mean, okay. So I'll, I'll, let me address both of these. Oh. So, so Portal, I think you were right to oh. to correct me in saying that I wouldn't trade anything from the world. I think that was an exaggeration. I think I was using that, you know cliche to get a point across slightly hyperbolic it was slightly hyperbolic and so yes i think as long as we're speaking honestly here you're right i mean i think there are some like financial security things that i would love to happen for me and definitely i would think about swapping out some of the independent stuff for it so you're right about that um yeah i don't know i just i don't okay i am I'm lucky that I've gotten to like try a lot of things. Like I've gotten to try a lot of different kinds of creative jobs. Um, and I don't think there's one that I'm like not doing because I'm embarrassed. Um, and yeah, so I think or, that, or that I... you don't think it would be profitable or like a good reason to do it or, or the timing isn't right. There would be a variety of reasons why you have reasons that you've given right. yourself to not allow yourself to pursue whatever that project is. Just to be clear, that's what your palm is. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. No, okay. you know, okay. I mean, I, well, I'll no. give an example. Okay. I am doing a, uh, I love, I've started doing comics. That's something I've started doing in my recent uh, life, and I've loved it. I was a comic book kid growing up. I loved Portland's Phantom Zone reference. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's my shit. That's totally my shit. Yeah. And I've always wanted to write comics for a licensed character. Oh, like sure. An, do you like, have a character in mind? You don't yeah, have to tell me. Good question. But do you have a character in mind, like your dream character? Uh, well, yeah, I'm a DC Comics guy. Okay, um, so it's Superman. So, yeah, I would love to do a Superman. I'd love to <laughs> do a always... Booster Gold. I'd love to oh, do yeah. a, you know, uh, yeah. I, I'd love... I know you. I know you so deeply. You have no idea. Listen, I'm a, I'm not a hard man to know. Um, <laughs> no, hey, wait. I'm like super a, insightful. Wait. Is there like a fifth or sixth Robin that needs, <laughs> needs something uh, to do? There is. Um, yeah, you're insightful. But. I not one of those characters, but I recently 
um, was fortunate enough to be asked to do a comic story for a licensed character. I cannot say who at this point. Oh. Um, I and I have really devoted a lot of time to this project. Mm-hmm. Um, read up on these characters. Um, you know, done a lot of work on this kind of specific kind of comic formatting that I didn't know. This is not a high paying job. This is oh, okay. a, this is a, it, it's, it's not a lot, mm-hmm. but I am so happy to have the opportunity. We have got to renegotiate your page rate, but this is not yeah. the first time you've been involved in creating comics. That's true. Um, but yeah, but I guess I was going to say, I think I do, I will give myself a pat on the back. I will tell myself I'm doing a good job because I do think that I, if there's something that I think will be good for my soul, I think I try and take the time to chase it. Um, okay. So yeah, so I don't know that I can think of many secret desires that have not been chased. So I, I, I think this is a win for you, Jordan. Uh-huh. Uh, I will say that that fate line, that forbidden zone fate line does eventually connect to your real fate line. So this mm-hmm. forbidden passion of yours does get realized according to your poem. It's just that at the same point where your lifeline sort of gets displaced, your fate line gets displaced. That's also where like your fate line, this other fate line is the furthest away from everything else. It also got pushed to the side, uh, but eventually like the rest of your lines, it course corrects and then it actually connects to your fate line uh, just further up than probably where it was supposed to be. Why I say that is you can see that there's actually this other line in the same pad on your palm and it's almost horizontal. And if you continue that, it would connect to your fate line much, much earlier, but something deviates it. So that's where I was coming up with the interpretation that you came up with a reason to not pursue it uh, and according to your poem, it was because you were sacrificing projects like that in mm. pursuit of other responsibilities that you had already uh, put upon yourself. Uh, so it's interesting to me. It's it's rare to see like a right angle turn in mm. uh, on a poem. And this line sort of does that. So if this is the thing, this secret comic project that you won't even give us a hint about or, uh, you know, like give us any leaks or anything to help a podcast out. uh... (laughs) We'll get it out of him later. Don't worry. Sure. Like, well, I mean, if you could just like mention the color of a coffee mug and like kind of, you know, sort of. What? to to like hint at who the the hero <laughs> the is. The color of a coffee mug. Yeah, mind. like oh this uh blue. You're... <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. Blue gosh. beetle. Got it. it yeah. Is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh if if that is what it is cuz I'm not psychic, I don't know, but if it is then um it connects with your fate line right about mm-hmm. at present day. Uh and that is also the point I mean, you can see it right. It's crazy that how it looks in your palm. That fate line connects here, and that is the moment your real fate line course corrects and then rockets off your palm. 
Oh that's the moment you call us and you're like, oh my gosh, you guys, you were so right. You were right. Right up the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> right up the old. It's like a middle finger to everyone who doubted you. Yeah, I think it's exactly. how my interpretation of that. Lifelines right. goes right up the middle finger saying a big fuck you to all the haters. <laughs> Nice, that's yeah. another hoodie right I that's wish I could hoodie. end the reading on that. That this, would be so good. The show's yeah. a hoodie machine. Jeez, <laughs> you guys are going to be able to retire off your hoodie money. Your coffee mug is white, so I feel like I've been lied to. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I was giving you a clue this that's whole time. The, oh, that's I, the secret. I, okay. All right. From my white mug. <laughs> no, he was white mugging it. I've uh, heard that. I've heard of that. I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think that's very common of an expression. Use that in a sentence. It's a, region, it's a regional expression. Is it? That's my problem. was white mugging it. I just said that. that was, <laughs> I used it in a sentence. Now twice. Pay attention, right. please. So I think we identified then what these forbidden lines were. Maybe not so much forbidden for you, Jordan, but uh, still um, projects that you had a passion for or like an area of creativity you had a passion for for a long time. Uh, and perhaps this is the one that sort of writes your fate line, uh, course corrects. Okay. And then satisfies every inch of your body. Oh if you know gosh. what I mean. Whoa. If you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Now yeah. we're getting into yeah. the good okay. stuff. <laughs> okay. We're going to oh, move on. You prefer that side of your body. Oh, my I... <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hollywood palm after dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I like it when Quitla blushes. That's like valuable to me. <laughs> We're going to move on uh, to your headline. Why? You Why heard me mention at the top of the podcast that it's sort of disconnected from your lifeline. Mm-hmm. Kind of established why. Of the two big horizontal lines on your palm, it's the, the bottom of the two. Uh, that's your headline. Your headline talks about how you deal with information, uh, how you are uh, with making decisions and whatnot. Whether you're in your head a lot or very impulsive and not thinking things through, your headline is enormous, if I can say so. It almost goes all the way across your palm. And if I even include like this little tail end extension here, it's, uh, again, off the charts on your palm. It's the biggest one we've ever seen. (laughs) Oh, I bet you say that to all the guests. (laughs) Yeah, wide too. It's important that it's wide. It's <laughs> just, just about that's length. what they say, right? That the... that is the girthiest headline we've wow. ever seen. I'll, I'll, I'll triple up on that. It's huge. It's long. It's girthy, and it's very straight. Your, your headline. Yeah, uh, good, all yeah. of those are, are, are just concerning when it's got a curve to it. This well, is it's got that little weird little. Never mind. I was going to at the tip. No, finish. I, I need you to finish right now. <laughs> this is, listen, I'm loving the ego boost that's coming with coming on this show. This is great. You're welcome. What, what, what your girthy headline uh, implies, right. palm reading wise, is is a a massive intellect, a massive, massive, massive oh, wow. so big, we, so right, can't even uh, be intellectual potential, creativity potential, that sort of a thing. Uh, it is in fact very intimidating to me to meet people like you with lines <laughs> that have, because I feel like you uh, already recognize like all of my bullshit or whatever, and you can like read me instantly <laughs> because of that kind of a headline. Uh, so what does this mean for you, uh, aside from the massive intellect and creative 
potential that you have. Uh, it would also Great imply intellect. once again that you are somebody who might be in your head a lot, that you are uh, working through re- real life decisions and like going through permutations in your head, perhaps to the point of overthinking them uh, as a as a way to like find the optimum path. Or, or something, there's some motivation on your part, like it's to find the most efficient route, again, getting back to like numbers, what's the, what's the thing that makes the most sense for you? Like according to your palm, you're constantly working through that sort of scenario, whether it is in your creative pursuits or like I said, in real life decision-making, you're, you're in your head a lot. Um, the palm reading advice here would be that there's a danger for you to appear standoffish to people who are close to you, or I should say people who don't understand that you are calculating and you're working through shit in your head. Uh, and all of that energy spent might mean kind of a, a blink <laughs> slate as far as your <laughs> external uh, right. expressions of Sure. The stuff that you're working through uh, could be a problem. You tell me if I'm right or wrong about that. If that's if that's been an issue for you, it might not be. I don't know. No, I mean I think I, uh, you know, I think I I have uh, been working in my recent life on kind of opening up and being more present okay. with the people I care about, more emotionally honest. Was I think it a problem? That, uh, yeah. No, okay. I think so. I think okay. you could probably say that in my yeah, in my like teens and twenties, like having real connections with people was, uh, you know, something I struggled with. I probably had a lot of like superficial relationships, superficial friendships. Um, and you know, as, as, as kind of comedy goofballs, I think we all kind of know the comedy goofball thing of, you know, when you're, at a party with friends, your default is to like do bits and make people and laugh. On. Yeah, yeah. Beyond. Yeah, yeah exactly. I Instead like of... how you were afraid that you were having too many like superficial relationships. So you were like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move to Hollywood where everything is very genuine. And <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. And we're, we're, we're just, it's just folks, just folks out here, <laughs> just down home executives. Hanging out on the street ma- corner, freeing each other's balls. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that like um, that's something I had to kind of like learn and kind of talk about in therapy a lot is like you know feeling comfortable, kind of like not feeling like I have to like entertain and be on, but also you know just like listening more and being concerned more about how other people are feeling and yeah, just like connecting in that way rather than, you know, feeling like I have to be the life of the party. That so makes sense. And I'm also glad to hear that you're, you know, actively working on it. Uh, I mean, just outside of palm reading, I always like to hear that when people are like, and I'm, you know, I'm talking to a therapist or I'm, I'm working yeah. on it. I'm trying to make changes. I like to hear that. Uh, one of the things that reinforces my interpretation that, you are perhaps in your head a lot, even when it comes to mm-hmm. like making decisions. Uh, I look for a symbol at the very tail end of your headline that should look like a fork or a snake tongue, a little V shape, okay. if you will. Uh, it would be more like that horizontally. Um, 
That shape, that symbol represents that in decision making, you weigh equally between your gut and what your head tells you. You do a gut mm -hmm. check and you're also paying attention to the facts and the reality of the situation. Uh, you, you don't really have that shape. Uh, even if I sort of force it and say that this sort of symbol at the end of your headline is that shape, one of those things is exaggerated and it's the line that's running off the other end of your palm that would imply that you are not checking in equally between the emotional component of a decision and the factual brain mental component of that decision. You, uh, according to your palm, you are relying heavily on one over the other based on your girthy, massive headline. <laughs> I would say that, that that's my conclusion is that, oh, you're probably somebody who is in your head working through the permutations, doing the math, trying to figure out whatever the numbers situation is. I'm not sure what your deal is, but it's something like that. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's those Robert that Denny Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. Absolutely. Before he fights somebody, yeah. he goes yeah. through the yeah. shadow scenario in his yeah. head. That's exactly what I do <laughs> before I buy a car. About Sherlock Holmes and you're going to go with Robert Denny Jr. version? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm thinking of specifically... That's your plan? Well, I'm, it's... The, yeah. I'm thinking of those specific scenes where they they show him calculating something. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's the best yeah. Sherlock Holmes. So, I'm Jordan, when you're that... buying a car, you're like strike to the solar plexus, like in your head and you're like figuring out how to... No, listen. So far, dealer. he has name checked Waterworld and the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock franchise. So now I have concerns. <laughs> Those I'm not movies saying are that high these art. are great. Just because I'm saying they exist. Top of your head, just run right up the top of your head. <laughs> name two movies: Waterworld and Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock and Sherlock Holmes: Colon Book of Shadows. Yeah. <laughs> what is that second one called? That's no kind idea. of a funny subtitle. Uh, game no of idea. something? Uh, game of Thrones? I, I don't know. I'm bad at this. <laughs> Protocol. Sherlock Holmes and the Crystal Hold on, Skull. It's gonna really, really ridiculous. Right, right. sure. But obviously, he is inside his great big girthy knowledge head. Oh. What do you call it? Mind palace. Yeah. His throbbing mind palace. It's, yeah, it's all veiny. I mean, look at his palm. Look, look at it. Oh, yeah. A game I of shadows. A game of shadows. I was the close. Robert Downey Jr. Thank you. Jude Law. Sherlock you Holmes. said Game of Thrones. I said Crystal's Gull. Between the two of us, we nailed it. Mm -hmm. uh, I was close. Okay, so back to his palm. Yes, what are we talking about? <laughs> You're I trying to sell remember. me some crystals or something? It was your earthy mind palace <laughs> and a crystal skull full of vodka. Yeah. So, I okay. I, I, I guess so then... Skull of vodka right about now. <laughs> so are you perhaps in agreement, Jordan, that that's uh, about you relying like, too much about... about... We have no idea. Yeah, about, about <laughs> decision-making, not doing a gut check. Uh, not sure, that I need in. to relax more and follow my heart. Uh, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So... Well, I, mean, I just want to make sure I'm... Correct. He's looking to make another point in his column. That's yeah, and I think did. I just did it. Moving on. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I there's a couple of little symbols here that are interesting mm -hmm. to me. That one in particular, uh, they're sort of sort of X shapes on your palm. Okay. Uh, these, uh, I mean, they're more zigzaggy for you, which is actually super rare for for that to occur. Those sort of connecting lines that connect your heart line and your headline uh, would be more symbols that would reinforce your ability, although I just said that you were in your head a lot, when it comes to 
creative pursuits, when it comes to things perhaps more related to your fate line, those kinds of pursuits, uh, you have an uncanny ability to connect your heart and your head when you're pouring that into your work. That uh, it is not just, although you're doing all these calculations in your head like uh, Sherlock Holmes when buying a car, mm-hmm. uh, when you're doing creative stuff, you are already connecting your passion and your creativity and your intellect. Like you're pouring all of that as a singular thing into that project, which which is fascinating to me. Again, super rare that somebody can do that. Usually I would see a singular X, an X shaped by itself would represent that there's some kind of opposition. Uh, that perpendicular cross shape would be two things opposing each other and they would be connecting your heart and your head. So that would be something like you couldn't put your heart and your intellect into a a project or a creative pursuit. It would have to be a character. Like you put on a character in order to do something and the real you doesn't get to come out. And so you're not like those things are not satisfying each other or they're in opposition. Or let's say back when we discussed your history as a crime fighter, your mm-hmm. secret identity and your crime fighting identity would be in opposition. Um, that would be an example of what would be happening. You don't have just the X symbol, though. You have really, it's more of a ping pong shape connecting those two lines, meaning you can freely go back and forth. Just another uh, reinforcement that you are a creative powerhouse. Uh, once you get back onto that path, I feel like you're going to rock it into space uh, and leaving the rest of us behind, like in your dust. Man, you are one girthy powerhouse. My goodness. That's <laughs> all I've ever wanted to hear. <laughs> okay. So that was that. The last line, last of the major lines is your heart line. Mm-hmm. Your heart line starts over here underneath your pinky and heads across usually towards like the middle or index finger. Um, I'd like to point out here that your heart line uh, heads in this direction and your uh, headline starts by your thumb and heads over in the opposite direction. It's a fun little thing for me to show that your heart and your head are always in opposition. They, they are essentially built to not agree because they have different motivations. Uh, so they're forever going in the opposite direction. Uh, similarly, your fate line and your lifeline, again, your fate line starting at your wrist and going up, your lifeline starting over by your thumb and going down, those two are also set in opposition. Your own personal happiness is in competition with your goals and your motivation to do things in life, as is, you know, the human condition. I just like to point that out. <laughs> Thank, thanks. Thank, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Thanks You're, for telling us how. It's, you know, it's just a beautiful artistic oh, thing. Man, I, where were you I 20 years it. ago? <laughs> Your your heart line, uh, what I look for immediately is uh, a upward curve in your heart line. I want to see like a smile going on in your heart line. It would not be very pleasant for anyone in this podcast if you had a flat uh, heart line or uh, a heart line that actually dipped downward. Uh, those things oh. would be yeah. pretty detrimental. Uh, Yours doesn't those smile so much as it smirks. You have a smirking <laughs> heart line. Right here. And a girthy intellect. What a combo. 
I, you do have that curve uh, in your heart line, uh, so it's great. That means you are a functional human being who can make uh, emotional connections to people oh, and things. Yeah, God, this I'm is great. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's also deeply cut. Uh, I mean, it looks like, aside from a couple of other points in your poem, very deeply cut, especially where it starts. Uh, so that would suggest that you are somebody who... When you, when you are giving of your emotional energy to things or people, you are very generous. I would say to a fault that you, when you decide to open up like that, much like your lifeline and your fate line, you put other people's emotional energy over yours. You will mm-hmm. sacrifice more than you are given back in some uh, emotional connections of yours. This was, I mean, we discussed this earlier, but uh, I mean, you can see it on your own palm, the change in depth from the start of your heart line to how it looks later on. This was a problem for the first I don't know, third of your life or whatever, where you were giving out far more than you were receiving mm-hmm. uh, for emotional connections. I'm careful to say that it's not just people if you give an emotional uh, energy to a thing or a cause, you have or a, a, cat. a cat. Those are all, uh, or if you were particularly religious, for example, those would all be emotional connections. They would all sort of register on this line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just people is my point. However, uh, much like everything else in your palm, you have sort of worked on correcting that situation. Uh, and that deeply cut heart line gets more normal for your palm, which is great, great. Uh, that, that implies that you are not giving out way too much from what you're receiving back from emotional connections. Another thing that I look for are lines that cross the heart line or simply hang off of it or hang above it like these do here. All of those lines are representative of... Um, emotional connections and how they're interacting with your heart line. For example, if you... I just assumed that was a kill count. Like, look at how that is. <laughs> right. Yeah. That is a, yeah, that is a very, like, serial killer trope. Is like, his, I his look K like I've D been ratio marking my kills yeah. on my palm. Uh, I guess I wonder that. We've been, look, you we've been looking serial at my... Killer, not me. We've been looking at my palm for, uh, you know, almost 90 minutes now. I mean, do we... Can we infer how I'll do in a hand-to-hand combat situation? Yeah, don't use this hand. Okay. <laughs> Only strike with the left. <laughs> right. And okay. then sweep the leg be sure to, and just like, avoid the right hand okay. altogether. Yeah, and okay. plan okay. ahead all of your moves when you're in that pit fight uh, with somebody. Be sure to, like, figure out how you're going to punch them and whatnot. Right. I don't I'm see... embarrassed about my eczema, too. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah. He is unlicensed, don't forget. <laughs> I'm not a doctor in this country. Uh, I don't see a lot of lines that simply hang off like vines from your heart line. Those kinds of symbols would represent people who are literally hanging onto you, taking your energy, not giving you anything in return. Uh, I also, though, don't see a lot of lines that cut straight through the heart line, uh, sort of implying there's a give and take or an equal exchange going on. I do see the kill count lines, which are all of these uh, sort of tiger stripey lines above your heart line, many of which don't really touch the heart line. Uh, I would say you have a lot more than I would expect to see. However, 
what those lines are representing are people who are being supported by you, but they're not taking, they're not sapping your emotional energy. These are people who are apparently dependent on you. I would say that there are a lot of people who rely on your, um, your energy of some kind, either emotional or creative, your intellect or something. There are people relying on you doing the thing that you do. Uh, they're not, again, they're not sapping your energy, but they are dependent on you. Uh, so, I, I mean, I guess we know you're, you know, in, in the creative industry. I don't know if this is representing like a cadre of like agents and like just people who are employed because you exist or something like that. Maybe the, the fact that they're on your palm and that they're as long as they are on your palm would suggest that you're aware of all of them and it is an additional weight on you, an additional responsibility that you take that into consideration when you're doing things. The hypothetical danger here would be that you, because you have a history in your palm of putting others before you, you would do the same thing here. You would not make emotional connections or pursue things that would satisfy you emotionally unless they also help out these people that you are apparently aware that are dependent on you mm -hmm. making the right call, making the right decision, being on, being profitable, whatever those things are for you. Um, you're cognizant of them uh, and it does apparently affect your emotional satisfaction as well. So this is kind of a third point i think then on your palm your lifeline your fate line now your heart line is sort of reinforcing the thing that you are taking external factors more you're giving that more weight than your own creative pursuits your own happiness uh it, it's a thing that you've been doing for so long it looks like it's like a habit for you like it's it's the way you work the good news here is your your heart line still has that upward curve. Uh, it doesn't really look like it's like shallowing out or flattening out, especially at the very the the back half of it. So it looks like you have the emotional energy to to worry about these other people that are that are related to you. I don't mean like not necessarily family related, but related to your your existence. They're kind of dependent on you doing the thing that you do. You're aware of it, but you have the emotional energy to sort of carry that. And that's sort of been the theme all throughout your palm is despite you putting responsibilities ahead of yourself, despite you making decisions about your fate, giving external factors more weight, even in decision making, you sort of give the information and the data more weight than your emotional connection to that decision. And then in your heart line, same thing. You are very aware of the people who you feel are dependent on you for something. They, they, they need your mojo and you're aware of it. Uh, and so all of that is sort of coloring how you relate to yourself. The common theme is that you are putting others before yourself. However, like I said, there's no sense on your palm that you don't have the energy and the willpower and the, the gumption to keep doing this. This seems to be working for you. And your fate line suggests that you're already making 
changes that will be a little more beneficial for you in addition to everyone who's, you know, a satellite around you. Uh, so I think that's good. Overall, I think this is good. You're not at the breaking point. You're not near it. You have plenty of energy to take on all what of these responsibilities. What happens at the breaking point? You, you, <laughs> at like, the breaking point. Madness, I become the Joker? You, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm leaning into DC Comics references. Yeah, I, I mean, um, the breaking watch point. Watch out for that NDA now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not DC. It's not DC. Your your no That's kill policy for crime fighting will get changed over to a kill only policy, and then we're going to okay. get to your kill tally at that point. Kind of a that's, yeah, yeah. Well, that, think, that's yeah, kind of what happens. To Mr. Zaz, I think we could just say you're swell. Ah, oh, I feel gosh. like it was there the whole time. <laughs> what? Listen, it took us a while to get here, but we got here. <laughs> I'm swell. What a you're little doing? Bit swollen. A little bit swole. <laughs> uh, Jordan, what you're doing Swell seems to be swole. working for you, I guess, is the sum up. It's it's working for you. However, it, your palm would be much happier if mm-hmm. you would just move your just happiness and satisfaction. Just move that up a couple of notches, I guess. Is hand sanitizer, is. something, yeah. Um, Please. No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's this is all, like, great stuff to keep in mind. I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I definitely spend a little too much time in my head and not a lot of, you know, and I can replace that time with just um, – you know, being present, being uh, being grateful, and uh, yeah, following passions. I think all of that, all of that reads, all that makes sense to me. Let's take a little short break for a second. Tally up who the winner is of this mm-hmm. episode. Who then... killed the most? <laughs> who <laughs> stunned the most murders? All based right, on hang their on. palm. Hang on a <laughs> their second. I have mark. a lot of math to do. This could take a second. Okay, so Jordan, you have a Hollywood palm, and we read the heck out of it. Didn't you ever? You sure did. I feel I feel so red. I think you feel violated in so many new ways. <laughs> yeah, I need to shower after this podcast. Good, I've been good. seeing that from the beginning. Right. <laughs> That's so what, what I get out of a it, running by the way. theme. <laughs> <laughs> My hygiene is. We're not even doing this in person, so you don't even know about the. Oof. Various funks wafting okay, off wait, me. Wait, just tell me this. I need to know one thing that <laughs> yes. I cannot divine from your palm because mm-hmm. malarkey. What is your kitty cat's name? Uh, her name is Bug. No, Jeez. that's here. Bug. Bug is. Oh, it, this oh, is the bug oh, line. It's, it's oh, here. I win. Oh wow! I win the whole time. <laughs> I thought that was literally a bug on his hand. My my confusion is real. Okay, so how do we do? Who's in the win column here? It looks like I am the winner. Oh, my God. I know. I wasn't even competing. It's a thing that happened. Oh, thank you. Uh, (laughs) But it looks like uh, Tweetla was kind of right about some things here. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Jordan? Yeah, I mean. uh, You can be the arbiter here if you'd like. Here's your chance to have some input. (laughs) Yes, I feel very seen. I feel like a lot of insights were made. Um, I have a lot to think about. I have a lot to reflect on. Mm. Um, yeah, this has been a this has been both informative and healing for me. Thank you. Aww, oh, yay. that's great. That's great. I uh, I hope you got to see my style of palm reading, how I walked you through what I'm seeing. So mm-hmm. it's not just oh, this is you know the fortune line and means great. Right. I tried to show at least where these connections were and why I came to those conclusions. Uh, so I would hope that I, it was a better experience than that first date palm reading 
where like you dared you and your date to go <laughs> yes, this yeah. is. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, Thank this you. that's is... what I want to hear. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you would take us out again, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna be sliding into both of your DMs oh. after this. <laughs> hey, <now>. I'm gonna. <laughs> they're gonna be very late at night. A lot of misspelling. <laughs> and they're gonna be dirty. So I think, <laughs> Jordan, it has really been delightful to get to know you in this way. Thank you. And Quitla did not see on your palm that you and I had already met previously, which I find to be a disappointment, but we can discuss that off the air. Um, Just want to leave you with one thought before we go. You're swell. Love it. Can't hear it enough. Can't hear it enough. (laughs) Great. Thank you so much, Jordan. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Hollywood Palms. Please rate and review the show with five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends. And if you didn't enjoy the show, keep it to yourself. If you want to know more, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash Hollywood Palms. Subscribe to the various tiers to hear exclusive episodes and learn about other premium options, including getting a personal reading by Quitla. You know, I might be there if you want me to be. And I won't be if you don't. Hollywood Palms is produced by Rob Beals. Our logo designed by the talented David Polston. Music by the delightful Miguel Garcia-Hool. Hollywood Palms is a Genius Royale production.